0: This episode is sponsored by a donor to Global Wellness Institute, or GWI. GWI is a 501 C3 nonprofit organization with a mission to empower wellness worldwide by educating the public and private sectors about preventative health and wellness. GWI's research, programs, and initiatives have been instrumental in the growth of the 4.5 trillion US dollar wellness economy and in uniting the health and wellness industries. Visit GlobalWellnessInstitute.org On this episode, we have Ange Dove. Ange was born in Scotland but was raised in Malta as her father was with the Royal Air Force. The family resettled in the UK and Ange began her career in banking. With a desire to explore the Far East, she took a teaching job that allowed her to be based in Singapore. That grew into additional teaching posts and she eventually chose to settle in Singapore, where she has been for 27 years. She has launched consulting businesses to aid companies in their marketing and outreach. She hosts a podcast entitled Build a Purposeful, Profitable Business and has launched an online series of courses offering her marketing expertise. Ange, thank you so much for
1: being on our show.
2: You're welcome. Thank you for having me.
1: It's a real pleasure. Um, We talked about um, your family being from the UK. Is that uh, where you were born?
2: Yes, I was born in Scotland, actually, okay. and my father was in the uh, RAF so, oh, true. so we travelled around a bit as we as we were growing up. So I actually grew up in Malta, which, is, oh.
0: uh,
2: which was wonderful, yeah, it was I bet. such a wonderful childhood, it was absolutely fantastic. Did not want to go back to England okay. <laughs> when we had to go back, but then I grew up, I did my um, secondary school in, in the UK.
1: Okay. Uh, um, mm. Which town in Scotland were you born in?
2: Uh, in Scotland, Inverness.
1: Okay, Inverness. Right. That's in the far north.
2: Yes, but <laughs> I, I've never. I, I was only two when we left, so I've been uh, Okay.
1: Really,
2: I've never really known it.
1: Yeah. Uh, and do you still have family there that you visit?
2: Uh, in the UK, yes. Okay. Um, it was my dad and my sister, and um. But as you know now, I'm in Singapore. Right. I've been living in Singapore for 27 years now.
1: Yeah, and so, um, well, uh, after Malta, you went back to the UK for secondary school and you yeah. did university there as well.
2: I didn't go to university. I got a job in a bank actually when I left oh
1: school. fantastic I was
2: working in a bank for eight years. I worked in a bank and in then just, the UK. Yeah. Okay. And in London and in Sheffield, which is further oh, sure. uh, up north. Yeah. And, um, yeah, then just decided to do something completely different. Um, and thought, I'll teach English. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's fantastic. Um, but yeah, uh, so, um, what were those are si- simultaneous decisions to teach English and to come to Singapore?
2: Yeah. So the, the idea was to sort of go and see the Far East and the plan was just to stay for 18 months. That was a contract for 18 months. Uh, <laughs> Um, to teach English which was a wonderful experience
0: yeah
2: um, the, the the kids that I taught and we taught we taught different levels as well there were um, kids as young as eight up until then classes that were in their teens and mm. then businessmen in the evening um, housewives as well in the afternoon so we had all different types of uh, students was, so this um, was
1: with OEG
2: no. Um, although that was, that was a little bit later. Okay. Um, this was with um, um, a school called Inlingua, which has been around in Singapore for, oh, yeah. well, for 30 years. Okay. And so that was my first contract was with, with them. Okay. And yeah, I just, I absolutely loved it. And then I ended up teaching, um, in a business school, um, and then running the, um, the teaching department, the English department there. So the idea was that most of those students were from mainland China and they didn't have enough English to do the business diploma they were sent over to do. So my role was to get their English level up.
1: I and see. Uh,
2: hire teachers and train teachers yeah. doing yeah.
1: that. That's great. So I did
2: yes, yeah, so all over about ten to twelve years I was doing that. Wow. Well, um, so I kind of just fell into it. Right. And then well, no plan.
1: It's a great vehicle to come out to the Far East, but uh, what what, uh, I'm very curious: what was the draw? What was what was calling you in the in the Far East?
2: I think part of it was because I had I had never grown up in England.
1: Yeah, so you didn't really feel like that was new other countries.
2: Yeah, Uh, although not that it's not home, but it's more, I guess that the there's other places in the world right it's not that's not the be-all and end-all kind of thing so um and then hot weather (laughs) and then the food here is great as you probably know yeah the food
1: is really exquisite in singapore i won't argue with you about that um you know the, the hot weather um yeah it's there are other parts of the world um it's just sometimes the humidity it can be so stifling
2: when i first arrived in singapore <laughs> and i'll never forget this the airport doors opened like they slid open and this waft of hot air just hit me and it was like it just takes your breath away right it does like,
0: yeah.
2: how can anybody live in this heat <laughs> So yeah, so I'm still been here. That's that's the one thing. It's the one drawback I would say is the humidity, mm-hmm. as it's like your hair's never the way you want it.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that's the thing with that. But I just I just love the way everything works here. It's every, everything's very efficient.
1: Yes, it's very systematic, as my wife always yeah. points out to me.
2: Yeah.
1: It bemo- as she bemoans that. everything in the U.S. <laughs>
2: Well, that's it. You know, when, and I'm always saying in the UK as well, well, Singapore does it this way and it works.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I always go with the scale argument that, um, you know, I guess, what are we up to today? Five million uh, yeah. uh, in Singapore. Um, it's a lot easier to do that than it is with 300 million. Um, <laughs> Hold <although, laughs> on. Something tells me if Singapore uh, were to if the government were to oversee a three hundred million dollar country they'd, 300 three hundred million person country they 'd get it right more right yeah. than we have it here uh, in the states mm-hmm. um, and so you 're teaching in Singapore, and um, eighteen months is when the so what happens at the end of those eighteen months? The contract is up, and you make so a I decision
2: just, i renewed. I renewed, and I just kept going and then um I was in the UK on holiday one time and I saw an ad in the paper for um, like a, a bureau, a school to teach writing. And I thought, oh, I'll just have a go at this because it was always my passion. I always loved writing. Mm. Um, and I was kind of doing a little bit of writing anyway in terms of content creation for the lessons. I would write my own comp- composition sometimes and exercises for the kids to do. So that kind of, that part of it, I really enjoyed doing. And then I got involved in um, publishing for uh, a company that's, it's an American company, but it's, they've got offices based in Singapore and they do um, what's called ESL or EFL publications, teaching.
1: English English as a second language. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And uh, so I got involved in writing for them and doing some books for them. So that, that kind of started me on that journey of yeah i quite enjoyed it you know as um you were mentioning um earlier to me about just being able to take a break and do something different so sometimes especially with teaching if you're constantly in front of people you do tend to get burnt out after a while so it's nice to step back and do something different so i got into the publishing and so i was still in the same arena i was still doing the teaching but rather than teaching it i was writing it for books that other people would teach (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: and um from there i moved on to um one of my friends was in, uh running a graphic design company and one day she asked me like actually you know english can you help me write this brochure so I'm like, i have no idea what i'm doing okay but i just thought okay i'll try so i wrote it and then she paid me 900 to write this you know it was just a few words really it wasn't that much 900 dollars OK, let me have a go at this.
1: <laughs>
2: so then I just contacted other uh, graphic design agencies and I just said, look, I'm here um, if you need any copywriting done, I can help you. Because a lot of them didn't have copywriters in house. They outsourced. Yeah. So um, I got some regular clients doing that and then gradually over time, um, got my own clients and then the business built really quickly then. And, and this is uh,
1: proof perfect.
2: Proof perfect, yeah. So okay. I ended up then because I started proof perfect really just as a way to work from home and look okay. after my kids when they were small.
0: Okay. So that okay. was the
2: idea. I, d- I never planned to have a business. If oh, you'd have no. said to me when I was living in the UK, you will run a business, I'd be like, you're off your head. Right? <laughs> I, just, I have no business skills whatsoever. And um, but in, in Singapore, it's quite. Um, the, the the culture here is more supportive of that.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. So, It's easy to set up a business. So well, it's
1: interesting you kind of uh, fell into it. If that. Yeah, no plans. Yeah, also, no yeah.
2: And so then it was a case of just learn by doing.
1: Mm. And
2: um, I made loads of mistakes. I would say along the every way.
1: entrepreneur does. Uh, it's how it's we nice. learn.
2: Yeah. <laughs> And I would say that the hardest part of it would, would, would be the, the HR, the hiring Uh, hiring staff and getting the right staff. And, and, um, I did not do that well in the early days. Um, I, I kind of went with the, Oh, anyone can do this. Anyone, I can train them to do it and, you know, rather than just hiring the right people in the first
1: place. Well, it sounds like that created some problems, uh, sort of getting rid of bad seeds, so to speak.
2: Yeah. And also that created a lot of stress for me. So I actually created my own stress yeah. in a way because yeah. I didn't hire right. Um, and then realized that when I started just to hire people that were qualified to do it in the first place, um, the stress level just went because I had the right people for the job. And then I yeah. wasn't battling with uh, trying to get things right. right? Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Um, at its height, how many employees did you have at uh, Proof? Oh, I
2: had 10. I had okay. 10, so what happened was I had 10 in-house. So we had a nice little shop house, mm. if you're aware of those in Singapore. Yeah. So shop houses yeah. in Singapore are kind of really old terraced houses, it's like a row of terraced houses.
1: Where and was, was it located?
2: Um, just opposite um, KKH Hospital. Sure. Oh, sorry, General Hospital, General Hospital, Kampong okay. Baru Road. Right. Um, so what that turned out to be was basically, um, the the lower half of the the bottom half of the building w- usually shops. Yep. So like cafes and, and little shops and stuff. And then we had the upper two stories of the of the um the shop house. So that was that was I would say the biggest that we got. Mm-hmm. And at that stage we had graphic designers, I had admin sales and um, web programmers, web designers and copywriters. So yeah, it was very stressful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it can be. Every every enterprise in that way is um, is. Uh, well, have do you have you continued with that business? Because I know you started another one more recently.
2: Yes. So what happened was, um, you know, so the, obviously the cloud has come about, and and everyone's connected around the world and everything now. So what I did was I basically transitioned it to completely online. Mm. so um, Mm. every every person I hire I hire from online so there's no physical office anymore so it's just run from the computer basically but I'm still serving the same clients I'm still doing the same work I'm just managing it now just from people around the world and like my my admin staff is in Bali nice So she does all my quotes and invoicing and stuff like that, and it's just from Bali. And then if we, you know we need to talk, we just get on Google Meetings and
0: yeah.
2: and talk through there. So it's just um, it's just such a, a better way to do business, I yeah. think. Right? My costs are a lot lower. Yeah, yeah probably, absolutely. And and things are just more efficient. Yeah, just much more efficient to do it this way. Yeah. So that kind of runs itself in a way. And as you mentioned, then I've set up Market Smart, right. which is um, really now to help business owners set up their own businesses. Um, because only, us,
1: hmm. I, I was just going to ask, Andrew, tell us, uh, Andrew, tell us about the transition from uh, Proof Perfect to uh, Market Smart. Yeah. What, what, what led to that? What was the inspiration to make that change?
2: So part of it was just seeing how businesses had grown online. Mm. and then realizing that you could actually teach uh, people things. Some people will consume informational products online and then realizing that I could do that too if I knew the tech, which I didn't at the
0: time.
2: (laughs) So I started following people and watching what they were doing and thinking, I want to do this, but I don't know how. So I went on this big learning journey of just tried every tech thing out there, how to do landing pages, websites email marketing, all this kind of stuff, how to string it all together to do a funnel. Right. Mm. And, um, so I tried, I think every solution, but what I found was that, um, trying to get them all to communicate to each other and, and it was very time consuming. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and then some, some of the products that looked really promising turned out to be actually not as good as they, they claim to be um, we're mentioning your names, but some of them were <laughs> like shockingly shockingly bad.
1: Well, wow. So um, a little, little, uh, due diligence as it were.
2: Yeah. And then I found this one where everything was, it was all there, all in one space, everything I needed to run the business online was there. So, and then my, one of my things is just keeping things simple. Mm. You know, if it works, and it's simple. Just you don't have to complicate it. Don't overcomplicate things. You know, I I did that in the past. I don't want to do that now. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, so having had that, and then networking uh, around and speaking to other business owners, and realizing that they were in the same position that I was in, that they didn't know how to market their business, they couldn't afford to outsource it to marketing agencies because usually uh, then a marketing agency would do one section of the marketing, which yeah. isn't enough, right? And then exactly. all they can do is put their money into that little bit of it. And, and if that doesn't work in the end of the day, they're just throwing the money away. Yeah. So um, just that realization that a lot of people were in that position where they were really stuck and I had the solution. So that's what I now offer in my, my teaching for that.
1: Oh, that's fantastic! That's really great. Um, and so, uh, well, how big is your team now? You've got an admin, um, but then it sounds like you're running very lean.
2: Yes, so everything's just outsourced. Nice. So I just use the same. Usually, I use the same people. So once you kind of get to know. Yeah. One vector, and they do a good job, and you like what they do, then it's kind of like, I'll well, use you sure again.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. no, it works well when that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 that's why uh yeah, working with freelancers is is great in that sense. Because if it's not somebody that you can work with, you don't have to deal yeah. with the HR problems of yes. removing true. them from the team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um You mentioned children. How many children do you have?
2: So I have two. They're now 22 and 20.
1: Oh, okay. Are they in in Singapore?
2: Yeah. So um, my son is in university now. He's doing a communications degree. And so he's coming into his third year, coming up now. And my daughter did uh, multimedia studies and she's finished that. And she's um, now looking for a job.
0: Okay. All right. Which is May- a bit
2: challenging in this COVID time. Yeah.
1: No, it is extremely <laughs> challenging. Um, maybe there's space at Market Smart.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, she, I have had her do some things for me because it, it all helps. She's very yeah. good at animation. And, oh, okay. Uh, video editing and stuff like that as well. So I can yeah. Yeah.
0: What that means
2: yeah. So
1: uh, I'm very curious. Um, you know, you started Proof Perfect in 2003, and uh, yeah. at that point you'd been in, in Singapore for about a decade. Yeah. Um, did you feel like, well, uh, this is home now? I'm going to just stay. I'm settled. Like, w- at what point did that or has that realization happened, or do you feel that? Because uh, I feel like, given your time in Malta and, and in Singapore, you spent more time outside yeah. of the UK than you have. Yeah. In your
2: yeah. own country, so and the longest I've lived anywhere is Singapore. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just love it here, as I said. I think it's it's easy to live here, and um, my business is here. Everything is running. Everything is okay. I don't really have plans to go back to the UK at the moment, but I kind of more envision like I can spend a lot longer there. Then you know I could I can go and I can go and see my dad. I can spend a month there, and then come back. And that was my plan actually. This year, I was going to be there in I I was going to be there in July. So, yeah. and I'm getting stuck here the whole time. So. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Nobody's <laughs> going anywhere, which is, is very very challenging. Yeah. I definitely yeah. missed the food in Singapore. There's no yeah. question. Um,
2: the business as well is that I can actually work anywhere.
0: Yes, that's right.
2: connection. Then I can. So what I do when I go back to the UK is I just set myself up. On my dad's dining table and then yeah. I'm oh, mm-hmm. away. Well. Um, and one thing I've noticed as well, and this helped me a lot actually with time management, was when I was in the UK, like I'd get up in the morning and in in, in the Singapore it'd be around about four o'clock, right? Once I got in front of the computer. So I'd only have two hours of Singapore mm-hmm. working time, right, to, to manage my staff at the time there so one i used to what used to happen was i would get up i would check the emails go through all my emails and then delegate all the work to to people and that would take me about an hour and then i was done for the day right? <laughs> and then i sort of began to realize like why can't i do this in singapore right, <laughs> like,
1: right.
2: it's the same thing right, right. if i can manage it, doing it this way in the uk i can transition and do exactly the same thing in singapore i don't need to be and that's the thing, you get addicted to emails and just looking at emails all the time, which is a complete waste of time. Yeah,
1: no, it, it can be. But so you're finding that you're not able to use the same formula in Singapore. It doesn't work.
2: I uh, No, yes, I can. So what I sort of train myself to do now is just not look at the emails. Exactly.
1: So I, like, that's okay. day, I'll
2: just go and look at the emails and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Then delegate and then it's off and it's done yeah and, and then right. using good um software as well to manage projects also yeah. help so
1: no yeah. that's uh that makes complete sense um i was reading up on some of the um, uh programs that you have with uh market smarter some of the the things that you talk about and you you talk about the signature three-step system mm. can you yeah, well, just sure. yeah, I'll ask you to just share about that um,
2: yeah, so get ready, get seen, get business is just the whole idea of being able to manage your whole marketing of your business from start to finish. So the get ready, is, so what I found basically is, and uh, it's all sort of created from the mistakes I've seen other businesses make over the years. When I go and see my clients mm. and I listen to their, their problems and they tell me things all they're all saying the same thing they're all doing the same thing wrong basically yeah. so and a lot of the times if a customer came to me and said i'm getting loads of traffic to my site google is saying that i'm getting loads of traffic to my site but nobody's buying that i before i even look at the website i know that's the problem right yeah. the website is going to be the problem right if they're getting the traffic they're exactly. not converting There's something on the page that's wrong right so the, the idea of get ready, get seen, get business, was that you have to be ready before you get seen. There's no point sending traffic to your website if you uh, look yeah. absolute mess, right? Yeah, yeah. So the get ready part is the branding, the positioning, making sure the message is correct. Uh, and again, that's that's a, a thing that a lot of business owners um make a mistake on they think it, there's two things either they think that they're very clear in what they're communicating because they understand it sure they've brought, been brought up with it and it's it's part of their core their heart right so they understand it but they don't realize that other people don't you know you've yeah. probably been in the same situation you are someone so what do you do and then afterwards, I still have no idea, I have what, no you idea do.
1: what you're doing.
2: Then <laughs> the other issue is that even when they do know what they do, and this was my situation, I was exactly the same, um, they can't articulate it, really. yeah. they can't right. say it in a way that actually resonates with the other person for mm. them to want to know more. So the get ready part is getting all that messaging correct, getting the branding there, getting your website set up, so it will make money for you and convert rather than just be a pretty shop as well, that kind of stuff. Then to the get seen is the um, the more that getting you out there, getting your message out and getting people seeing it. Yep. And the getting uh, business is the conversion of, of those eyes into buying customers right. mm-hmm. and customers and then nurturing customers. So it's, it's the idea as well that I get a lot of people saying, well, I tried that and it didn't work. Well, how long did you try it for? Well, once. <laughs> so it's, it's the idea of don't get up so soon. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and the fact exactly. that
2: customers need to be nurtured or potential oh, yeah. customers need yeah. to be nurtured. You can't just expect someone to buy some, especially online. You can't expect someone to buy from you straight away. If they don't know who you are and they don't trust you, they're not going to buy. So
0: exactly, no, creating
2: it's that it's nurturing um, sequence as well is important.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm have you ever been tempted to start an online business of your own or maybe you have already i don't know about it
2: well the 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 market smart is a kind of that will be my online
0: yeah yeah Um, the
2: the idea for that is kind of um because i wanted to with running proof perfect it's more hands-on it's more um you're trading time for money and i think because the done for you services take time to do they have to be done right and even though i have a team and they do it it's still um, it's every project is new, every project has to be thought out and done. Whereas with Market Smart, if I sell courses, they're kind of products. Mm-hmm. So it's like sort of do them once and then you can sell them again and yeah, again and again. Right. You're just driving traffic to the offer. Yeah. So that yeah, that's, the, that's what I want to transition more to is that, and then build a community um, that I can help.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so uh, Proof Perfect, you are still running? Yes, yeah. Yeah. What has been uh, one of the most challenging projects you've had to do at uh, Proof Perfect?
2: Oh, challenging projects.
1: And it could be for any reason, difficult client, or uh, an impossible request, near impossible (laughs) request.
2: (laughs) request. can i have it yesterday <laughs> that's the main one um i would say part of it maybe one of the things i what i'd say advise people to do is actually really understand who it is you want to serve because that makes a huge difference to your mental health <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. because if you're not enjoying working with people you're not going to be happy. Right. So it's identifying what we call your avatar, your key, hmm. you know, your ideal client and, and knowing when you're in front of that ideal client and when you're not and walking away when you're not, yeah. that's, that's something I've learned over the years is like, you know, I've been sitting in front. I, I can remember recently I was in, um, a meeting with a client and it was just the way their attitude, the way they were talking to me as if you're yeah, you're some subservient you know you're, you're working for us and you know or you will be working for us and blah 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 and i just remember sitting in that meeting and thinking i don't care how much i could earn from this I'm
1: not <laughs> Exactly. Yeah.
2: i'm not working with these people so know. I just quoted them some ridiculous quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Six hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just like knowing that you know after, when you've got that experience, and you begin to recognize the the warning signals. Yeah, and say, yeah oh, for sure. And then you think, ah, okay, this is this type of client. Then yeah. you can walk away, and you can be happy walking away.
1: Yes. But
2: you know that It's actually going to be more trouble than it's worth, and and yeah. your health yeah. is as important as your business. Right? Yeah,
1: so. no, it's, it's very wise. Um, yeah. Well, I, I literally had written down here who is an ideal client for you. and okay. you just talked about, you know, finding an ideal client. So uh, an
2: ideal client for me, I would say, is uh, a people that. Um, value what you do. They treat you with respect. I think that's like a key thing is that there's got to be respect there from the start. Um, Somebody who I would say more or less knows what they want, but even if they don't know what they want, they're willing to work towards finding what it is. Mm. Um, I think who else? What did I say? My ideal client. Obviously they have the money to pay. <laughs> <It>
1: always helps. <laughs>
2: that, that was actually that's one of the reasons I started Market Smart was because um, in Proof Perfect. Most of my businesses, my, most of my clients are MNCs. Yeah.
1: So
2: market I'm I'm usually dealing with the marketing managers in the organisation, and they have the strategy already there. They know what they want, so it's easy just to go in and execute that for them. Yeah. Uh, whereas with small business owners. Um, they usually don't have the strategy. They mm-hmm. don't really know what they want or how to go about it. And they also don't have the budget. So yeah. people will be coming to me and saying, I want this and I give them a quote and they'll be like, oh, <laughs> it's like well, I'm not doing it for any less. But so realizing that that was an issue with small businesses is they're not going to be able to pay necessarily for the marketing that they need so that's why i started market smart to be able to teach them that, okay this is how you do it yeah you don't need me to do it for you you can do it if i teach you step by step what you yeah. need to do you can do it so you don't have to rely on anybody any, ever again and basically what i say in market smart is once you've gone through this program and you've learned it you can't unlearn it this is right. a skill now you've got for life <laughs> and then you True. just take that to your business and you you run with it, basically. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, is there a, a certain industry concentration for your your clients? Are they coming from a certain segment of?
2: Um, with proof perfect here? it's it's generally across the board, but it's tended to be uh, we've done a lot of hospitality work, hotels. Ah, okay. um, medical has been a big one, and finance and mm. IT. IT is a huge one because it's very difficult for them to communicate what it is that they're doing. Mm.
0: Um,
2: I'll give you an example of that. I had, I had one uh, client once I went in to, to get the brief from them and there's two directors. They were offering this particular IT product. And uh, one of the directors was responsible for delivering it to Microsoft based clients. And the other was for Linux based clients. Um So the Microsoft guy says "I'll go first, I'll do my presentation first. So he did his presentation, and I'm looking at it, and he was like right over my head, and no idea what he's talking about and his his presentation was very product driven and um and it was very technical and i I just had absolute I, literally by the end of the presentation, I did not know what the product was right <laughs> <laughs> Then the Linux guy came on and he did his. And at the end of his presentation, I said, I want this for my
1: business.
2: (laughs) And the Microsoft guy comes in and says, why didn't you want mine? It's exactly the same product. (laughs) I did not understand what yours was. And and that's just that the whole, you know, with IT especially, is if you're not, like Apple does a great job, for example, of Of course, right? So if you're not um, speaking to your customer in a way your customer can understand, you're just wasting your time, you know? know. And this was exactly the the case with these two guys, The the Linux guy got it. And he he did his whole presentation around the client. So, yeah.
1: Nice, yeah, that's so key, isn't it?
2: Yeah, Yeah. so helping IT customers is is one of my big things because it's just that you've got to speak the language of the customer. And they're just so involved in the development of it but they want to write a book about how it was <laughs> developed. <laughs> how amazing it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but
1: That's
2: then for um for Market Smart, my customers are um more the um, coaches, authors, or um People that want to sell informational products online.
1: So, content yeah. driven. Content driven, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. They've, um, they've, they've got some kind of expertise that they want to sell. Oh. They need to market that. So that's
1: gotcha. And are your clients uh, for Market Smart Singapore based or are they worldwide?
2: It can be worldwide,
1: yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And so, what's your goal for Market Smart? Where would you like to take it?
2: Um, So to eventually get all my products done and recorded.
1: And products for you are these courses, the the content, yeah. Yeah.
2: So it's basically offering clients um, different ways in as well, depending on different price points and where they are at the time in their, um, their business. But mostly they, they come in with a um, learning um, from a course and then do probably my signature course to get ready get seen get business and on from there because they're part of a community then Mm -hmm. it's arranging uh weekends away where we can come together as a community and do it together that Mm -hmm. kind of thing so it's taking the online offline
1: yeah
2: Um, because i think we all know i think now from covid that there has to be an offline element that we're all missing right (laughs) we've all got very good at doing zoom but it's nice to actually see people face to face.
1: Yeah, no, that is that is critical. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, that's really um, fantastic. I'm, uh, again, I just marvel at uh, having settled in, in Singapore and the way you have and uh, embracing it. And I, it's interesting, I have this conversation with my wife regularly. We've talked about living as expats. Well, I guess I'd be the expat that my yeah. kids would be. She's um, obviously a Singaporean. Um, mm-hmm and uh somehow it just hasn't happened and uh you know now that my, my daughter is starting her secondary school uh in the fall and uh it just doesn't feel like it's a good time to to be no, away right. so that would be quite sure.
0: disruptive, we, uh, yeah
1: yeah, yeah. so we, we're here for the duration but uh who knows about uh, the future
2: and then you mentioned uh, to me earlier that you you lived in philadelphia as well right
1: yeah that's where i went to university um, yeah.
2: Love Philadelphia. I went really? to Philadelphia last year.
1: And okay.
2: I fell in love with it. I just thought, oh
1: my god. Wow. So in which part of town did you stay?
2: In Fush no, I don't know. I can't even remember the name of the hotel. Um, but what I loved about it is that because you've got this grid system for the yes. road, you can't get lost, right? That's it's right. You.
0: <laughs>
2: you absolutely can't get lost. But it's just that the, the just it, then the, as a tourist going to Philadelphia, there is so much to see mm. because it's got so much history that yeah, I didn't really realize so much. And then we went on a bus tour and it was like, this place is amazing. Yeah. Is really I just loved, and the people, I just love the people. <laughs> oh I've be walking down the street and I get people saying, I love your hair. <laughs> I love dress. I thought, like, wow. That's
0: great.
1: That's great. <laughs>
2: Oh, so it's great, loved it. And it's just kind of like a little, I expected it to be much more, um, cosmopolitan is not the right word, but much more uh, like a big um, city. That's yeah. why was I Philadelphia was like a big city, but I, actually it's like a little village.
1: Yeah, yeah, it does have more of that feel. And, and so yeah. it was quite nice to go to university there because it was just, just manageable um, in a way that New York just felt very I, mean, I love New York but it's yeah. just, I think if I had studied there I might not have graduated <laughs> <laughs> a lot of distractions in New York whereas uh, I mean Philadelphia has an amazing art museum an amazing orchestra Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. Uh, it's uh, I'm so excited to hear that uh, you enjoyed it so much I
2: loved it I absolutely loved it
1: was there a conference that you were there for
2: um i went for some training actually for like uh, online business everything Uh, and i went i went with this and this is i think this is the the beauty of the online world is i signed up for this online course and it's again this lady creating this community and um so as we were learning she put us all together in in groups and then we had an accountability buddy. So I was the accountability buddy of this Irish lady. Okay. So then we had to call each other every week and tell each other what we were doing. So we got to be really good friends. Yes. And then so we teamed up together to go. To, so this lady was living in Philadelphia at the time. So we teamed up together to go to Philadelphia to attend um, the actual physical part of the training together and got on really well and um oh we went to this restaurant the bread was oh out of this world that's one thing in singapore you don't get good bread so (laughs) (laughs)
0: so
2: we went to this one restaurant and we were sitting there and then like before we ordered we ordered the main meal but before it came they put bread basket of bread on the table and we had some water so we're literally sitting there with bread and water the happiest people alive
1: (laughs) Oh, that's so great. No, I know what you mean uh the bread is not uh, uh yeah. roti paratha is not the same,
2: <laughs> or even just like the supermarket bread is just, it's
1: just oh great. yeah, yeah
2: just get really fresh baked bread oh yeah. my God that's what I miss That's actually one of the biggest things I miss actually. <laughs>
1: well you you mentioned you visit your father is has your is your mom still with you
2: no okay no No, she she left about eight years ago okay uh, so yeah and that's been frustrating actually not being able to go back and see my dad yeah at this time as well because he lives on his own
1: yeah Yeah.
2: um and then um skype um he, his computer he did an update on his computer and then skype stopped working so then he didn't know how to how to correct it oh, then dear. my sister couldn't go up and see him to fix it for him oh no because she couldn't visit him so, no, no. so we had we had the whole covid shut down we not been able to speak to my dad or see my dad and then by the time she fixed it, I did see him. He ended up, he looked like Boris Johnson. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> <laughs> he hadn't had a haircut for two years.
1: Uh, <laughs> yes, that's so true. Yeah, oh man, that's really funny.
2: But <laughs> <laughs> so the Skype is working now, it's okay. Okay, good.
1: good. And, so, and your sister's living uh, in the UK?
2: She lives in the UK, but she's a good three-hour drive away from my yeah. dad. Yeah. So, that's, that's
1: what makes it a bit difficult. Mm. Yeah. And is she in marketing or um No oh,
2: yeah. She <laughs> There's one time on Facebook, she follows me on Facebook, obviously. she's so um and for some time on Facebook I was putting quite a lot of um information on my Facebook page about content and how you know being a content writer, how important content was and I can't mention this word content and eventually my sister just put on a post what the f- is content <laughs> <laughs> she has no idea. so she's she's what account- do you mean
1: you're not content
2: with my use of the word <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so she she's a uh, accountant trained
1: ah okay <laughs> <laughs> Their content is numbers, so Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different language altogether.
2: That's right. <laughs> uh, Probably one of the the things that the mistakes I would say that I made that I would advise if people were starting um a business not to do because yeah. part of it was the, the, the length of time I was spending on the business and just focusing on that and nothing else and I think okay. so that that is one and then my health suffered as a result of that oh
1: I see okay uh, and
2: the, the other thing is which is connected to that is just learning to say no
1: yeah because
2: I was kind of like a people pleaser uh, and I would just say yes to everything and I ended up with just too much on my plate yeah and I was doing so too much
1: some of those non-ideal clients you'd end up serving.
2: yes I had other, yeah <laughs> 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 oh, so that's the good. Yeah. So that was yeah when I when I realised this, and I realised I need to identify who my ideal client is. Um, and then that that just changed everything around.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, no, absolutely.
2: And the right staff. So getting the right staff and and having the right clients just made everything automatic. Just overnight, just everything yeah. became easier.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: it's amazing yeah. the difference that it makes.
1: Yeah, well, and uh, and I appreciate you sharing that about uh, the, the health issue. And if I'm prying, um, you know, just let me know. But would you mind sharing uh, about a little bit more about what happened health-wise?
2: Um, so I was basically, I think it was just I was so out of balance. My hormones were all out of balance. Yeah. And I ended up actually having to have a hysterectomy.
1: And oh, goodness. Okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. Thank so you for yeah, sharing goodness. that. That was a wake-up call. I yeah, of
1: course. Like,
2: now of course. you've got to slow down.
1: Yeah, Because
2: yeah. I was just all over the place. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, and I'm sure it impacted uh, your children as well.
2: Yeah, and that, that's the thing is, like, um, I would say I was hoping when I'm running my business that I'm giving, I'm being a role model to my children and get, giving them an idea that they don't have to work in a job all their life. They have, yeah. you know, there are other things that are possible. But at yeah, the same yeah. time, it could be the case that they might be like, well, I'm never going to do that because I don't want to work so hard, right? <laughs> that could be. Yeah. But I think, like you mentioned before, if you have a passion for something, it's yeah. it's not work. Exactly. So I've never, yeah, I've never actually got out of bed and said, God, I've got to go to work today. <laughs> it's not work. It's not work.
1: Yeah, well, that that's good, yeah. And, and you know, hiring a team to, to deal with the uh, stuff that's not, as interesting is yeah. always a good way to go. Yeah, um, yeah an
2: accountant is a good source.
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or you're a Bali-based <laughs> admin.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, she's brilliant. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, actually hiring an accountant is one because numbers are not my strength anyway. I'm a writer, I'm, you know, right. so numbers are not, not uh, what I love to deal with. And, um, you know, my accountant just like, says to me that, just actually, just don't worry about, the numbers, let us take care of that, you just go and make a profit. So nice. like, oh, okay, right, I'll do that.
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's a good division of labor. I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Mm. <laughs> well, Angie, this has been a really great conversation. I uh, really appreciate it uh, and sharing about uh, your, your life's journey and uh, that kind of the decisions that, that you've made. Um, I, I think it's great uh, when people see an opportunity that they may not have thought of, but yeah. then it spawns a whole career, uh, yeah. which is done magnificently for you. Wish you all the best with uh, your business. Okay. um And uh, Luke, I'm going to start looking out for your content.
2: (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, so it's really, really nice talking to you.
0: Achieve is recorded at Subtractive in Hangar 8 at the Santa Monica Airport. Music is produced by Hennedy.